Welcome to Taft Talks, a podcast from The Modern Law Firm. In this ongoing series, Taft Talks Probate, Minneapolis private client partner Bob McLeod discusses hot topics and timely information surrounding private client litigation for trusts, wills, guardianships and conservatorships, and more. Hi, this is Bob McLeod, and on today's edition of Taft Talks Probate, we're going to talk about intestate succession. And this is actually a a longer podcast, so we're going to break it into three parts. The first part will be the intestate share of the surviving spouse. The second part will be the intestate share of the decedent's descendants. And the third part will be the intestate share of all the other heirs. Now, I encourage you to get out a pen and paper because you're going to need to write down some charts to follow what we're doing and and to understand how the statutes work. So pause your podcast, go get a pen and paper, and then sit down and get ready for parts one, two, and three on an explanation of intestate succession. When we are talking about an intestate estate, we're talking about a decedent's estate. And the word decedent means someone who has died. So we're talking about where does the person's estate go or who receives it if they left no will. Now, if they had a will, then that is a testate estate. But if they had no will, then it is intestate, meaning without a will. And if you die without a will, most states have made a will for you. And that state-written will is often called an intestate estate. Now, this is different from the exempt property rights. We've talked about exempt property rights in earlier podcasts, and that's where a certain portion of the estate, namely either a life estate or the whole fee interest in the house, $15,000 of personal property, $2,300 family allowance, one car of any value, these assets are uh, distributed to spouse and children exempt of unsecured credit or claims. But we're not talking about that. Assume that's already distributed or already taken care of. So what we're talking about here is the property that's left after the exempt property. And again, we're assuming no will. So let's start with the surviving spouse. Now, most states have a distribution plan, the intestate plan in their statutes. And every state is a little bit different. You, you, you don't want to presume every state is the same. And Minnesota is probably is about as typical as most states. And that's the, the statutes we're going to review. In particular, Minnesota Chapter 524, starting at 524.2-101. And when we're talking about the share to the surviving spouse, we're talking specifically 524.2-102. Now, what's amazing here is that the statute is actually fairly short, but it really takes some careful reading to figure out who gets what. And it's because family relationships have gotten difficult, and more to the point, stepchildren. Who inherits when there are stepchildren, or sometimes called, it's in the statute, children of the half-blood? Let's say, for example, two parents uh, had you as a child, 
but one or both of your parents also had a child from another relationship? Do you inherit the same? And does the spouse inherit the same? That's what these statutes have to sort out real quick. So let me just read the statute real quick, and you'll see that it sounds simple, but it's not. The intestate share of a decedent surviving spouse is the entire estate if no descendant of the decedent survives the decedent or all of the decedent surviving descendants are also descendants of the surviving spouse and there's no other descendant of the surviving spouse who survives the decedent. Sounds simple enough. Let's see how this works. What I'm going to do is tell you the three scenarios where the surviving spouse inherits everything. And then we can try to quick peek at the statute to see if that's true. And then basically every other situation, the surviving spouse does not inherit everything. So let's take a first look at the situations where the surviving spouse inherits everything. Now I realize uh, family relationships are different kinds of family relationships, but to keep things simple for the moment, we're going to assume a husband and a wife. Uh, so just to keep things simple, a husband and wife. And so I want you to write down in, on the piece of paper H and a little space next to that and W, one for husband, one for wife. If the husband dies and the husband has no descendants, no children or grandchildren or anything, and the wife doesn't have any descendants, then the wife gets 100% of the estate. And that's from 1022, 524.2-102, subparagraph 1. They get the entire estate if no descendant of the, the decedent survives the decedent, or all of the decedent surviving descendants are descendants of the surviving spouse, and the surviving spouse has no descendants. So in other words, first, husband and wife, if neither of them has any descendants, the spouse gets it all, in this case, a wife. Now, same drawing. I want you to have that same drawing. You have H and a little space next to W, and they're connected by a line. That's for husband and wife with no kids. Now what I want you to do is have H and a line drawn over to W, and then have a line drawn down from W to child Y. We'll call this child Y, as in Yosemite. In this situation, the wife has a child from another relationship, but the husband does not have any children or descendants from the wife or from any other relationship. In that case, the wife or surviving spouse receives 100% of the estate. And if we look at the statute, it makes sense. It says... The spouse gets the 100% of the estate if no descendant of the decedent survives the decedent. Well, that's the case. The decedent doesn't have any descendants. Or all of the decedent's surviving descendants are also descendants of the surviving spouse, and there's no other descendant of the surviving spouse who survives the decedent. Now, you might jump up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. There is a descendant who survives the decedent from the surviving spouse, but... The decedent husband does not have any descendants. It's only a problem if the decedent has descendants. So part two says all of the decedent's surviving descendants are also descendants of the surviving spouse. Well, the decedent doesn't have any surviving descendants. So 
The surviving spouse can have a descendant from another relationship and still get 100% of the estate. So let's go to, to the third situation where the surviving spouse gets everything. Again, let's draw on the piece of paper. You have H for husband, and then draw a line to the right to W for wife, and then draw a line down from in between the two, as if these are all the kids of the, that relationship. Draw a line down, and then split that line into to three parts, A, B, and C. Now, in this situation, you have husband and wife, and all of the descendants of the husband and wife are from that marriage. And there are no other children from a prior relationship for the husband or the wife. In that situation, the surviving spouse gets 100% of the estate. So there's three situations where the surviving spouse gets everything. One where the surviving spouse, husband and wife in this case, and wife survives, and neither of them have any children or descendants. Then surviving spouse gets it all. Second situation. Husband dies, no children, descendants, surviving spouse survives. And even though surviving spouse has a child or descendant of another relationship, the surviving spouse gets it all. And the idea is the decedent's heirs aren't deprived of anything or descendants because there aren't any. Now, the third situation is where husband and wife are married and all of their children and descendants are descendants of that marriage. Neither of them has a relationship, has a child or descendant from another relationship. In that situation, the surviving spouse gets everything. And what happens after this? Well, basically, every other situation results in the surviving spouse getting the first $225,000 of the estate plus one half the difference. So if the surviving spouse does not get everything, then it's a situation where the surviving spouse gets the first $225,000 plus one half the balance. But now let's quick cover these scenarios so you can see them in the statute because it's not completely self-evident. So, for example, once again, take the situation where you have a husband, draw a line over to the wife, and then draw a line right down from the middle of those two and have it split off into child A, B, and C, meaning children A, B, and C are from that relationship. But now let's assume husband has a child X from a prior relationship. If that's the case, then look at the statute. It says the surviving spouse gets the entire estate if no descendant of the decedent survives the decedent. Well, there are descendants who survive the decedent. Or all of the decedent's surviving descendants are also descendants of the surviving spouse. Well, in this case, where you have A, B, and C are of the relationship of H and W, person X is not. So in that situation under 524.2-102, Subparagraph 1, 2, little i is not satisfied. There is a child of another relationship of the decedent. Therefore, the estate is split. The first 225000 plus half of what's left to the surviving spouse. And the other half goes in pursuant to the statutes we'll cover next 
to the decedent's descendants or other heirs. Now, what about this scenario? You have husband, draw a line over to wife, have the line down there to three kids from the marriage, A, B, and C, and now wife has that child Y, as in Yosemite, from another relationship. What happens then? Same thing as before. Under 524.2102, subsection 1, 2 little i, all of the decedent's surviving descendants are also descendants of the surviving spouse. That's true in this case, but is there an other descendant of the surviving spouse who survives the decedent? And yes, there is. Person Y. Person Y is not the decedent's descendant. Therefore, the surviving spouse does not get everything. So, Quick summary. If there's a husband and wife and no descendants, no children from either one, then spouse gets it all. H and W are there, husband and wife, and wife had a child from another relationship. Wife gets it all. H and W are married, and all of the children and descendants are descendants of the marriage, and there are no other children from any other relationship for H or W. Then surviving spouse gets it all. In every other situation, in every other situation, the surviving spouse gets the first 225000 plus one half of what's left. And then the other one half of what's left is distributed pursuant to the next section, which we're going to cover in part two here, that's, that's distributed under 524.2-103. So the share for the surviving spouse is actually kind of tricky. It's not an easy statute to follow, and it's more easy to remember when the surviving spouse gets any, everything than it is to try to figure out the statutes. But it doesn't hurt to review these statutes once in a while to try to remember what's happening so we can figure out our probate analysis and probate administration. After all, this is Taft Talks Probate. Now, most states you're going to see have similar statutes in, in one way or another, and they try to address these different family relationships, but it just takes some time to stop and work through the statutes. And in part two now, we're going to cover the share that goes to everyone else other than the surviving spouse. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening to Taft Talks. If you liked this episode, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with The Modern Law Firm. This podcast provides general information related to the law. Taft Talks is not providing legal advice and does not establish an attorney-client relationship. The opinions expressed on Taft Talks belong to the individual attorneys on the program and do not necessarily reflect the firm's position. For questions or comments, please contact podcast at taftlaw.com. Additional information about Taft can be found at taftlaw.com. Taft